0: morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, January 18th, 2021. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to everybody. I am Dave Biddle, flying solo on today's show. A lot to get into. Let's start with Thayer Munford coming back. I did not expect this at all, and we're still waiting to hear from some of the other Buckeyes, whether they're staying or leaving. Guys like Justin Fields, I'm very surprised he has not announced yet. I still think he's going to go pro. We'll get into that. A little bit later but it is interesting that he is not announced yet I know there's some of you hoping he's coming back probably all of you are hoping he's coming back um, and there's probably a lot of you like me that are thinking yeah we hope he comes back but there's no way it's going to happen so again I'll get into more of that later in the show let's start with Thayer Munford though I never saw this coming I thought for sure he would leave you're talking about a young man that's a senior three-year starter at left tackle And yeah, he wouldn't have been a first or second round pick in my opinion, but I bet he would have been a third round pick and I would have bet anything. I would would be a poor man right now. I I would be, I would have bet anything that he would have left someone in his position. Those kids usually go pro nowadays. It used to be, if you're not a first round pick, you're probably not going to go. That hasn't been the case for years. This is huge news. Is Thayer Mumford, you know, first team All-American left tackle? No, not yet. He's not, but he's really good. And now he's going to be a very rare four-year starter at left tackle for Ohio State. I can't even think of the last four-year starter at left tackle because usually if you start as a freshman at left tackle like Orlando Pace, you're going to be three and done. You're not even going to have your senior year. And we've seen other guys like Taylor Decker be three-year starters because they didn't start as a freshman. This is very rare. Obviously, Thayer's taking advantage of the rule where, you know, this year didn't count as a year of eligibility for anybody. Uh, he would not have had the option of coming back for a fifth year if not for the new rule. So that's huge. You got your left tackle back for his fourth year starting. And, and I have heard people wonder, well, is this really that good news? What about Paris Johnson playing left tackle? Doesn't he have a higher ceiling? Yeah, Paris Johnson has a higher ceiling than Thayer Munford, but Paris Johnson can start for a year at guard and then kick out to left tackle the following season. And you need depth as well. You know, what if Thayer Mumford gets hurt? What if something else happens? I mean, having depth is important. Paris Johnson is going to be a starter regardless this coming season as a sophomore. Saw is a true freshman, number one offensive tackle, number one offensive line recruit in the country in the 2020 class. And I thought he played well when, when he got in there uh, and got his chances to play, So, including against Clemson there for a few plays. So I think it's huge that Thayer Mumford's coming back. And you look at this offensive line now, Thayer Mumford, left tackle, Matt Jones, who really stepped up, Left guard, Harry Miller at center. Paris Johnson, right guard. Nick Petit-Ferrer, right tackle. And if you ask anybody over there at Ohio State, they will tell you Nick Petit-Ferrer is the one that improved the most. He had a great season. And I mean, he's frankly a guy that normally, you know, you might be thinking, he might be thinking about leaving. I don't think he is. Keep in mind, Petit-Ferrer was the number one offensive tackle recruit in the country in the 2018 class. And even though he's only been a starter for one year, There's been plenty of guys that have only been starters for one year in college that then leave for the pros. So it's great news that Ohio State's offensive line is looking good heading into next season. All right, as for quarterback, I'm going to make the massive assumption that Justin Fields is just keeping us all guessing, but he is going to turn pro. Very big assumption on my part there, I know. I do think C.J. Stroud is the heir apparent, and I felt this way even before there were a few plays toward the end of the season where Justin Fields got banged up and – CJ Stroud would have to go in there for like one play, like against Clemson when he get, took that huge hit against Clemson. He was out for one play. CJ Stroud came in there, uh, and we saw it, uh, you know, a couple other times. So that I think that tipped Ryan Day's hand a little bit or a lot. But I already I already thought that CJ Stroud was going to be the starter. I love his film coming out of high school. I mean, yeah, Jack Miller is a very good prospect too. The only thing that held Jack Miller back was durability issues, not toughness. He can throw the ball well. He can run it. Uh, it was just durability issues with Jack Miller in high school. Anyway, C.J. Stroud, those who don't know the story, went from a three-star prospect to a five-star prospect in the span of about a year. And he's playing against the top competition in the state of California, and he's tearing them up. And he was the you know a five-star recruit, third-best quarterback in the country in the 2020 class. And um, I think he is going to be the heir apparent to Justin Fields, and I think he's going to do very well. Will he do very well right away? as a sophomore i think there'll probably be some growing pains but i think it's not like it's going to take him half the season to get ready i think he is going to be able to hurt teams right away and when you look at ohio state's schedule he better be able to hurt teams right away again yeah they're going to be some ups and downs but it's not like cj stroud's going to be a liability for this team if he's a starting quarterback whoever is the starter is going to be a guy that can go out there and get the job done and again with this schedule There's no time to wait. The Buckeyes open the season, which I think this is really cool. The first two games, really cool. Open the season with a Big Ten game on Thursday night at Minnesota. Not just a Big Ten game, but a good Big Ten team. I think Minnesota's going to bounce back and have a good year in 2021. They were very good in 2019. And then, you know, weren't very good in 2020, but, you know, it was 2020. I do think Minnesota's going to bounce back. They have Tanner Morgan coming back as their quarterback. A lot of guys coming back. I think they're going to be a solid team. So opening with a Big Ten game on the road on Thursday night. I think that's pretty cool stuff. And then we finally get the Oregon game that we've been waiting for. It won't be at Oregon. It'll be at the Horseshoe week two. So you open up Minnesota on Thursday night and then come back Oregon the following week on a Saturday at the Horseshoe. Great way to start the season there. And I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud. And we're going to be talking about it all offseason. I know that for sure. All right, let's talk about the defense a little bit. Not so much personnel, but there are rumblings. Greg Madison could be retiring. And I think this was a a great hire by Ryan Day when he came in. Uh, But it might be time for him to retire. I think they might need another set of eyes up there for Kerry Combs. And I'm not down on Kerry Combs. I feel like he needs another year to prove what he's got. The deck was stacked against him big time this year with all the personnel losses, not being able to really have an offseason. And then all of the recruiting misses – in the defensive backfield that had nothing to do with Kerry Combs. Because when Kerry Combs was here originally, he recruited guys like Jeff Okuda, Damon Arnett, Sean Wade, on and on and on, Jordan Fuller. Those are all guys Kerry Combs recruited. He leaves for two years. DB recruiting falls off. He comes back, loses all those guys at the NFL other than Sean Wade. He came back, thankfully, and now he's going to go to the NFL. He did declare, no surprise there. And all those guys except for Sean Wade are now gone to the NFL and you had a bunch of young guys and some guys that weren't even that highly recruited comparatively speaking to guys like Jeff Okuda and Sean Wade um, and then you had Jocelyn Wentz and Amir Reap get kicked off the team and I think especially Amir Reap would have played a lot this year I've never seen an Ohio State secondary that was this thin were they still talented yes most Big Ten teams if not every Big Ten team would have killed to have Ohio State's talent in the secondary so they have to get better I'm not saying Kerry Combs doesn't need to get better they can't be one of the worst passing defenses in the country obviously they have to shore that up but I think Kerry Combs can get this job done and it's going to be very interesting to see who Ryan Day pairs him with as his co-defensive coordinator if Greg Madison does step down I do find it interesting when Greg Madison did come to Ohio State he said one of the big reasons was he wanted to call the defense again and um Yeah, that obviously was not happening. And to my understanding, he was never calling the defense, though. So I'm not sure why he said that to the media, because Jeff Halfley was the defensive coordinator in 2019. And that's when Madison made those comments. And then, of course, Kerry Combs came in to take over for Halfley. And Kerry Combs was calling the defense. So Kerry Combs is still going to be the guy calling the shots. But I think he needs, you know, another set of eyes. You know, it's going to be very interesting to see what Ryan Day does there. And to be clear, this is not official yet. Greg Madison has not made this official. These are just rumblings. But um, I think it's more likely than not that he is going to retire and Ryan Day is going to bring in someone new on the defensive side of the ball. And I have not heard who it might be. We will keep you abreast on that, of course. But I do find that situation very, very interesting. Speaking of a situation I find very interesting, Urban Meyer to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. As I keep saying, I don't know if it's going to work, but I find this incredibly fascinating I mean I'm going to be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan I'll still be a Cincinnati Bengal fan first and foremost I know I I should find a new team to root for maybe the Jacksonville Jags but I am going to be rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars for sure Um, and from an Ohio State perspective the good news it sounds like Urban's not going to be taking any Ohio State coaches with him we're still waiting to hear about Mark Pantone he has not said Anything one way or the other that I'm aware of, I'm a little concerned about that. Even though Pantoni's not a coach, he is as valuable as anybody in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, what he does with recruiting and his evaluation of talent. And, and that's where I would be concerned. People would be like, well, Pantoni's a recruiting guy. Why would he go and follow Urban to the NFL? Because Pantone could be a heck of a player personnel guy in the NFL. You know, he could eventually be a GM. He's that type of guy he's driven, he's organized, he's smart, and he knows his craft. And I mean, where do you think GMs come from? I mean, could you imagine a young GM with a better pedigree than Mark Pantoni? I'm not saying he's going to jump right into the GM role. I'm just saying don't write it off just because he's a college guy that he couldn't be a front office NFL personnel guy. So that's the one thing I'm worried about. But it sounds like everybody else is coming back. We know for sure Mickey Marotti is coming back. I don't think Urban's going to poach any of the assistant coaches, including his son-in-law, Corey Dennis. And no one would give Urban a hard time for poaching his own son-in-law so his daughter and his grandkids could be near him in Jacksonville. But uh, I think Urban's going to be making enough money where he can just jump on a private jet anytime he wants to and come back to Columbus and see his grandkids or hop them on a private jet and bring them down. So, uh, but I am hearing that uh, Urban is not going to poach any of Ohio State's on-field assistant coaches. So that's great news. I think people are worried about Brian Hartland going down. There was wide receiver coach, you know, and and things like that. Uh, You don't have to worry about that. That's not going to happen. Again, the one thing you might need to worry about a little bit, although I do think Pantone is going to stay. But the fact that uh, that's not official yet, that he hasn't said anything yet, makes me wonder a little bit, because I'm sure I know Urban trusts Pantone's evaluation of talent more than anybody on planet Earth, anybody. And he's worked with some really good assistants that he trusts a lot. He doesn't trust anybody more than Pantone when it comes to evaluating talent. That's his guy. So, And that would be a massive blow for Ohio State. So let's hope that does not happen. But I find it it's just great news that all the coaches are staying, including Coach Mick. Coach Mick is just – he's right there with Pantone as far as importance to the program. You could go back and forth on who is more important. It really doesn't matter who's more important. Both those guys are just – Absolute gems, and uh, hopefully Pantoni stays. It's great that we know for sure Coach Mick is staying. I don't even know who would replace Pantoni if he left. So let's let's just hope Mark Pantoni stays at Ohio State because he is the mastermind of what they do in recruiting, and what they do in recruiting is very very good. But again, I think all the on-field coaches are going to stay. Uh, certainly sounds like they will, and we will keep you updated on all of that with the one exception being greg madison but he's not going to go to the jags i think he's going to retire like i said earlier so we'll see what happens there um and we will keep you updated on all the guys that have not announced yet including first and foremost justin fields i expect he's going to say something today i'm surprised he hasn't said anything yet i'm also very anxious to see what tommy Togi does i think he's going to stay that would be huge for ohio state everybody who follows my work knows i'm a big fan of big tom even though we all know he's great. I think he's still underrated. That's how good he is. And uh, probably wouldn't have made a difference against Alabama. Most likely would not have made a difference at all. But uh, not having Big Tom in there was huge for that Alabama game. All right. Well, that's all I have for you on this edition of the Bucknuts Morning 5. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great day. Thanks again, Bucknutters.